This call will be recorded and subject to monitoring at any time. To accept this call, press 5. To block this call and all future calls, you may begin speaking now. Have you ever heard of the term she kissed a lot of frogs to get to her prince? I'm sure you have. Well, that was me. At 43 years old, I've had my fair share of failed relationships, situationships, meaningless connections. So about two years ago, I decided I was just going to embrace the single life and continue building my brand and creating a legacy. I never saw myself being married and definitely, definitely not to an inmate. But life is tricky, huh? Before we get started, let's jump into the cocktail of the day. The cocktail of the day is called Confessions. It is one shot of Hennessy, half a shot of Grandma Yay, a splash of simple syrup, a splash of lemon juice, and a splash of grenadine. Two dashes of citrus bitters, followed by a slice of grapefruit, a slice of lemon, and a orange slice for garnish. We're going to pour all these amazing ingredients into our shaker that's filled with ice, and we're going to shake, and we're going to pour this delicious and amazing drink in our 12-ounce tumbler with light ice. And once we pour it in there, guys, we're going to drop the grapefruit, the lemon, and the orange slices on the top and that is the drink of the day confessions and I hope you guys enjoy it it is definitely tasty Hey guys, and welcome to episode 10 of season two. Did you miss me guys? Because I definitely missed you guys. Oh my God, it's been a crazy two weeks. It is episode 10. We are halfway through season two. I'm so excited as I am for every episode, but season three is on the way, guys. I know I got, I know I promised you guys so much stuff for season two, but so many wonderful things start transpiring other things start happening life gets in the way and what do you know distractions distractions but I promise you guys season three I'm going to give you everything that I did not give you in season two I hope you guys are looking forward to it just as much as myself so Freedom Fest 2022 guys it was amazing it was a wonderful wonderful turnout I got to see so many different people I got to hear so many stories so many t-shirts with their loved ones on it I'm myself had my husband on the back of my t-shirt I was so proud to wear my husband's number and his name um I walked around I got some testimonies I got to hear um different people's families advocating for them it was an amazing turnout and I am so glad that I was actually asked to be a part of this I was a little under the weather so I didn't really you know interact with a lot of people I didn't get up and speak as the media wanted me to but what I did I walked around that park um 
took pictures, got videos of people telling their loved one's story. And um, it was amazing. There was a lot of vendors. You had food vendors, dessert vendors. It was a very, very nice turnout. The speakers were amazing. Um, hearing people's story, hearing them get up and tell their story was amazing. This is something that I hope to see continue to grow each year. Um, it was great. It was really, really great. Wonderful weather. I went out there with my tent, my table, my merchandise, all kind of stuff. By the time I got there, the sun had went down. It was some beautiful big trees out there. So we were able to actually set up under some trees as opposed to putting a tent together. I so did not want to put that tent together. So it ended up working out. I was out there with my Fed Up Wives merch. I was out there with my Wetlock Chronicles merch. And again, I got to meet some amazing people got to talk to them got to exchange social media information um to continue further um telling their stories um getting interviews set up it was truly truly something that was needed and again i hope to see this happen um next year i think as the years go by it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger it was an amazing opportunity um there were people that came from out of town plane buses driving everything and i am super super proud of my friend Demita bishop of fair for putting this event together um She's definitely a force to be reckoned with. I think she does amazing work. Um, and this is something that's not easy. There's a lot of ridicule that comes with it. There's a lot of negativity that comes with it when you're out here advocating for inmates. Um, some people don't want to hear anything you have to say. So my hat definitely goes off to her because she's done an amazing job thus far. Um, I know at times she gets very, very frustrated. I try to um, give her the best advice, try to continue to encourage her, try to give her as much positive affirmations as I can as my friend I want to see her to continue to see her do amazing things but Freedom Fest 2022 at Grant Park in Atlanta Georgia this year was dope and I hope next year she will do it again and I hope to see you guys there um I just see something amazing um brewing with this event so guys, for all of you that did come out, for all of you that did attend, thank you so much for people that contacted her through listening to Wetlock Chronicles podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Keep spreading the word about your loved ones. Keep advocating for them. Um, we are doing our best. We are doing our best. So my hat goes off to you guys. And I definitely feel like all of you guys out there need a round of applause. So thank you guys again for tuning in to episode 10 of season two. Now, my topic of the day is when the reality kicks in of being ready for your relationship to become real life. As a prison wife, as a girlfriend, as a fiance, 
you know, we visualize this day coming. We visualize what life is going to be like when our loved ones come home. And I myself have been experiencing this for the past two weeks. I was telling my best friend, I'm just ready to be in this relationship outside of the prison system watching movies, going out, um, seeing couples interact on TV, in public, on social media, just the everyday love connections now is like everything to me. Um, I'm ready to curl up on a sofa and Netflix and chill. I'm ready to have those dinner nights where we're cooking dinner for each other. I'm ready to wash my husband's clothes. I'm ready to wake up to him. I'm ready to go to bed with him. I'm ready to have, you know, get in the shower with him, invade his privacy, him invade mine. As crazy as that sounds, I'm just ready to do the relationship and the marriage things. And I told him that the other day, I am just so ready. And what is so amazing about my husband is that it's something that we talk about all the time. We talk about, you know, if I'm home, this is what we'll be doing. Or I can't wait to come home so we can do this. And, you know, he just wants to come home and just save the day so I can just sit back, kick my feet up and just focus on all the things that I'm trying to build. And I'm ready for that. Like, I am so ready to be saved. <laughs> as much as I have never wanted to admit that, I am definitely ready for my husband to come home and put this cape on and save me because your girl is tired but it is all worth it nothing comes easy you got to put a lot of hard work into it but I'm ready I am so ready guys like I'm ready to be proposed to again I'm ready to um have a real wedding I am just ready to just love and indulge and just just live and have this amazing future um, that me and my husband talk about. I'm just ready for the reality. I'm ready for the reality to start happening. Um, the downside to it is that those same emotions can kind of turn into sadness because you want it. You want it so bad. Um, and it's almost like something you you're, 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 you can touch, but you can't touch. Um, I have my days where I just really get sad because I'm like, damn, you know, I'm ready for him to come home. Um, some days I just want to, you know, put all my problems in, in his lap, like literally, you know, not just tell him on the phone and not just telling him through email, but just walking in the door and just getting that hug where it just takes everything away. And those are the days where you do get a little sad because you're ready. You're actually ready. Um, but the amazing part about it and the beautiful part about it is that it's something that you can expect. Your 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 anticipation grows more and more every day. Um, it's not to say that you just want a relationship so bad that you're just going to go be with anybody and do anything just to fulfill, you know, those feelings. No, it's the actual person that you've been talking to, that you've been growing with, that you've been learning, that you've been visiting, that you've been sharing intimate stories and intimate feelings with. This is the person that you want to do all this with. And until that happens, you have your up and downs with wanting them to be home but knowing that they're not coming home anytime soon me and my husband still have a few years to go um 
And some days it really, really gets hard. But I love my husband because he's so optimistic. Um, we talk about so many things in the future as if, you know, they're going to happen tomorrow. And I love that. Like, it's almost like role playing. You know, we talk about, so if I was there, this is what we would be doing. This is what I would be wearing. And we would be going to do this. We would be going to do that. Um, and it keeps it going. It keeps everything going and it keeps the anticipation again, just building and building. And so I just want to encourage all the wives out there, all the fiancés out there, all the girlfriends out there to just hold on, not give up, um, sit in those thoughts, sit in those amazing moments that you can't wait to share, you know, your time and your life with when, when your loved one comes home. I truly, truly can't wait. You know, my best friend just moved into this beautiful home and the whole time I'm there, I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to do this with my husband. I can't wait for us to just walk into something brand new or him walk into something brand new. I can't wait to decorate with him or, you know, I can't wait to walk into his closet and smell his clothes and see his shoes, you know, just his life around my life. I cannot wait for that. Um, and so you do have those moments when you're so ready, like you go through the, the, the building, the loving, the communication, you know, the intimate things. And then as all those things start to transpire, all those things start to build, you starting to build up to get to that point where it's like, okay, I'm ready. And that's where I am right now in my marriage. I have gotten to know my husband in a way that, is beautiful. Um, we share a wonderful and beautiful relationship. We do have our up and downs, but now it's to the point where I am ready. I used to be kind of apprehensive to share my space, space with someone um, because I've been independent and been by myself for so long, but I am just ready. I'm not ready for no messy shit. I'm not ready for, you know, be cleaning up behind him like molly made or anything like that but it's those things that i'm ready to appreciate i'm ready to appreciate the washing his clothes and the folding his clothes and cooking for him and going to the store for the things that he like i like you know i'm ready for him to aggravate me <laughs> i'm just ready to live this life with him and this 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 happens this happens when you go through all of the different um levels of your relationship you get to that point where you just like okay damn it i am ready for this to happen um and it can also turn into sadness you can get you know a little upset because as much as you want it you know you still have to wait um and I just encourage you to just pray about it, keep it going, keep dreaming, keep visualizing, keep talking about it. Um, and everything will definitely, definitely be amazing when that time comes. And I'm ready. I am so ready. I am ready to live in these beautiful moments uh, with my husband by my side. So that is where my marriage is right now. My marriage is in a place where I am ready for the reality. I am ready for the reality of it. Um, I love my husband from where, for where he is. You know, it, I am truly, truly happy. Um, 
but I'm ready for more. I am ready for more. I am ready for more with my husband. And that is my topic of the day, guys. Just really the level, when you get to the level of where you're ready for your relationship to be, when you're ready for your spouse to come home, um, it's an amazing feeling. It's an amazing thought. And it's just, it, it brings amazing conversations as well between you and your spouse, just talking about it. Um, it's like a fantasy, you know, you're building a fantasy, you're creating a dream and in no time, in no time, it will become reality. So that is my topic of the day, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey, on our journey. I know you guys missed me because I missed you guys too, but I wanted to um, give myself some time to um, get everything in order from the Freedom Fest. And uh, I had a lot of other things to, to that I was taking care of as well. I, I now have some amazing merch for the uh, Fed Up Wives nonprofit organization. So your girl's been a little bit busy, but I promise you everything that I missed out on for season two, I am prepping for for season three. So again, thank you guys for tuning in. This is episode 10 of season two. Okay, so now it is time for the story of the day. And you know what, guys? I'm going to keep the same energy um, going from my topic of the day. You know, I wanted to share this with you guys for my story of the day. I keep thinking back to how far myself and my husband have come. In three months, we will be at one year that we both said I do. And I am so excited. Um, I don't know if you guys remember me telling you, I, I talked to my husband um, about our anniversary. Every year for our anniversary, I want to get married again. And yes, I got this from Doug and um, Jackie Christie. I think what they do is so cute and dope. And I brought it to my husband and he was definitely on board. But guys, I just really have been thinking about how far me and my husband have come. You know, coming from just being platonic friends, from just being, you know, his niece's best friend, you know, doing business together, helping him with his uh, entertainment company. And then when he was uh, uh, locked up, just building on our friendship, I never, ever, ever, ever in a million years would have thought that this would be my husband. I, I never saw it coming, never thought about it in that way. Um learning him and growing um growing with him accepting his past accepting my past um our flaws you know our insecurities just a lot of things we have come so far from the first day that we both admitted that we actually were attracted to each other and we liked each other and in the beginning it was it was definitely it wasn't easy it wasn't easy we had a lot to learn about each other we had a lot to grow on um outside of a relationship just growth within ourselves me and my husband come from two different walks of life and so to get to where we are now when I look back at it it's amazing it's truly amazing to me and um I have learned a lot I've learned a lot 
from my husband. My husband is just such a gentleman and a gangster <laughs> all at the same time. But um, I've learned so much from him and I've learned a lot about myself within this relationship. And what I do know that I admire so much about my husband is that my husband changed a lot for this marriage for me. I didn't ask him to do it. It wasn't anything that was like, you know, a big, big, big deal. You know, it wasn't like he was just super, super messed up or, you know, a a fucked up person or anything like that. Um, But a lot of who I am and the things that I'm used to and how I live my life was totally opposite from, you know, his experiences. And to have this man really, really change his way of thinking um the way he approaches relationships now the way he approaches you know the emotional side of a relationship or just a woman is just it's phenomenal you know and I don't really tell my husband all the time how much I really appreciate the change within him um he's definitely the calm to my storm believe it or not for those who know him um I be turned. I be lit. Like you say, I be lit lit. And my husband is actually the voice of reason for me a lot. Like he's a peacemaker. He he just loves peace. He loves things to be in harmony. Um, and I admire that about him so much. But we have come a long way. Like we are almost at a 360. I am not gonna lie to you. We are almost at a 360. Um just our differences um oh my gosh in the beginning I was just like I don't think we're gonna make it I don't think we're gonna be able to do it because we're so different we are so different the type of men I've been with the type of women that he's been with we are so different well we were so different um they always say you have to be with someone who's equally yoked and in the beginning I was so afraid of that because I kind of felt like it wasn't going to work but guys we put the work in and when I tell you that love and communication is everything as I have told you guys on many episodes when we have had our up and downs communication is really what got us back the love and respect that we have for each other and the communication um it brought us back you know and we're friends we are friends first more than anything and I promise you guys like we have come a long way and it's beautiful like it is so beautiful like I love my husband um so much and every day I love him even more every time we have a disagreement it's almost like we fall in love with each other even more because we see that fight we see the fight that we put up for each other um and it's very intense. Our love is extremely, extremely intense. And those are a lot of the reasons why I cannot wait for this man to walk out those doors so we can build this future together. I think that my life with my husband is going to be amazing. I think it's going to be a huge adventure. Um, we play a lot. We laugh a lot. Even through the phone, you know, we joke a lot and... um he's animated I mean he's extra (laughs) so that is my story of the day guys I just wanted to take a step back and dwell on 
where me and my husband came from and where we are today and it is amazing and in three months it will be our one year anniversary and I am ready to say I do to my husband all over again um and every year I look forward to it um every single year I will be looking forward to it so thank you guys again for tuning in and joining me on this amazing episode I know I don't have to tell you guys how much I appreciate you I don't have to but I choose to this is episode 10 of season 2 Having a spouse incarcerated isn't easy. You go through a lot emotionally, mentally, and it can become a financial burden as well. Fed Up Wives is my nonprofit organization that's set to help wives and families of federal incarcerated inmates. We provide counseling, emotional support, and financial assistance for inmate phone calls, postal correspondence, visitation expenses, and back-to-school assistance. To contact us, Email fedupwives.org at gmail.com or call 404-543-8688. Now back to the show. And now it is time to jump into the meme of the day. And this one is definitely relatable. That love and hate relationship prison wives have with our phones We love when he can call and we hate it when he can't. Oh my God. I love when my husband has minutes to call me. And when he doesn't, every time this phone rings and it's not him, I am so mad at my phone. (laughs) So this one is definitely true to its energy. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the meme of the day. Coming this fall, Milk and Cereal, a true crime podcast where we talk about America's most infamous serial killers. Hosted by myself and my best friend, Farah. Join us every Saturday morning for breakfast and murder. When we talk about the golden age of serial killers, it all started in the early to mid 70s with this group of five like Gacy and 33 bodies under his house. Bundy traveling across the country. Raider terrorizing over decades and taunting law enforcement and the media. Jeffrey Dahmer, even today, we find his crimes to be on the extreme end of human behavior. Gary Ridgway, the Green River Killer, confessed to 71 murders over the course of several decades. Five of the most prolific serial killers in American history were all operating at the same time. It was easy for us in hindsight to say, well, why didn't that person get caught? Or why why weren't people looking for them? I think we have to keep in mind historically the era. In the 70s in the United States was an innocent sort of place. You find this sort of trusting environment. It was normal for people to just hang out with strangers and to hop into strange cars. The murder of people in series has police departments across this country worried. Law enforcement didn't have a definition for serial killers. 
those police officers back in the 70s just simply did not have the tools that law enforcement officers have now. Being able to quickly run a name in a database, that's something that didn't exist. There were no computers. No internet. No cell phones. No DNA. There were no surveillance cameras. Record keeping was in the back of everybody's drawer. We didn't yet have the 911 system. And these killers took full advantage of that. John Wayne Casey. Drew Bundy is still alive. BTK. Jeffrey Dahmer. Green River Killer. Ladies, self-care is so important now more than ever. That's why when it comes to my skincare, I use Clean Rituals Complete Serum. The benefits are impressive. Clean Rituals keeps your skin smooth, reduces signs of aging, gives you that radiant look, most of all maintains healthy looking skin. And I love this serum and you will too. Aging is definitely a fact of life. Looking your age is not. Visit cleanrituals.com and start your healthy skincare now. That's cleanrituals.com. K L E A N R I T U A L S.com. Now back to the show. Babe. What's up, baby? I love you. My husband is supercalifragilisticexpialidocious and amazing, of course. Yes, guys, my husband is amazing. He is doing very, very well. Um, he is waiting for, um, waiting to hear something back from his, uh, the motion that he filed. And guys, let me tell you something. I was just telling my mom, my husband did a great job on that motion. He's so proud of his work now. Granted, it took some blood, sweat, and tears and a few arguments to get my husband to really get on his shit and handle his own business. But I am so proud of him. As I said before, sometimes you have to push greatness. I'm so proud of him. He typed up his motion. He got in that law library and he put something together that I promise you, a lawyer couldn't have did a better job than my husband um and he's so proud of himself he wants me to copy it send it to everybody I feel like he's like the little kindergarten kid who makes that perfect house that you have to put on your refrigerator um the little the little drawing that you put on refrigerator he did a great job and I am so proud of him so he's been waiting to hear something back from um from that actual motion he was so excited, guys, yesterday. He told me, he said, babe, we don't even have MP3 players no more. Guess what we about to start getting? So I'm like, iPods? Because, you know, I mean, hey, after MP3 player, there were iPods. He's like, no, we're getting tablets. And I'm like, what? Guys, he was so excited about that tablet. See, what you guys don't know is that tablet gave me and my husband life, okay? Having to be able to talk to him in his room privately <laughs> by himself without having to stand in this long ass phone line um 
that was everything for us. That was everything. So he said that he thinks they'll be able to get like 30 minutes um, of, of video calls or something like that. I don't know if it's a month, a day. I'm not really sure, but whatever it is, I'm all for it. He was so excited about having a tablet because he went from being at a holding facility where he had tablets to having to go and transition into, you know, a federal prison where everything is on the, you know, the phone line and all of that. So that was a big, big change for him because he spent almost three years in a holding facility being able to use a tablet. And I'm telling y'all that tablet was everything for us. So I'm excited for him to be able to get this tablet. He can watch movies and do all these amazing things. And I'm glad that they are stepping up because the state has tablets. I don't know why federal wouldn't have tablets, but He's excited about his tablet. He's still working every day, um, working out every day. My husband has lost, I think, seven or 10 pounds or something like that. Um, of course, it's a slow process um, because of where he is. And he's older now. But I applaud him on getting up and taking the initiative because my husband is in a zone right now where he is trying to get that body super, super fine. And I cannot wait. Um He's definitely getting better with saving his minutes. Oh my goodness. Though, so, you know, we started off with him having 500 minutes and not having minutes in less than a week to him having uh two weeks with minutes, two weeks without minutes, to him having three weeks with minutes, one week without minutes. And now he's almost getting closer to having a full uh 30 days of having his minutes. Um, he's trying to manage them a little bit better. This time, I think it was like 10 days where he couldn't call because he didn't have any minutes. But um, this time around, it's a little bit different. He definitely understands how important it is for him to save minutes uh, just in case of emergencies. His niece, who is my best friend, was in a uh, bad car accident. And oh my God, not being able to talk to her and just, you know, get updates via email was not it for him. And he definitely made a point to tell me like, uh-uh, I got to make sure I have, I can call, you know, every day for, for, for 30 days. I cannot not have any minutes. Um, Missing talking to his children, miss talking to his parents, Um, of course, missing talking to me, his family or whatever. Um, It's something that he's really trying to get better with because he really needs his family. Every inmate out there needs um to hear from their loved ones need to be able to talk to their loved ones sometimes email is just not good enough but he's getting there and um i'm going you know we we all trying to get help him get to that point by cutting conversations short um we don't take it personal me personally he can call me every day and just say baby i love you you know i'll call you later and i will be good with that as long as i can hear my husband's voice as long as i can get 5 minutes in with him I am satisfied, but he's doing amazing guys. Um, I have been spending time with his daughter. He is so excited about that. Um, I actually reached out and asked her if she would do the theme song for the podcast. Yes, B-Mart is still um, doing a theme song, but his daughter doing another version of the theme song is truly, truly amazing. He is so excited about that. I am so excited about that. I love his daughter. She is a dope-ass 
artist. Let me tell you something. If this girl would have continued being a rapper, I promise you she would have been one of the goats because she is fucking dope. And I cannot wait to hear what she puts together. Um, I know she's going to do something very, very special because it's her dad. It's her dad's story along with my story. And I am so excited about it. Um, but guys, yes, he's doing amazing. And I just have to tell you, as I tell you every time, thank you guys so much for keeping him in your prayers, keeping him uplifted. It is very, very, very much appreciated. Um, from him and myself, you know, thank you for keeping me in your prayers as well. Cause you know, you know, your girl needs your prayers when it comes down to these prison relationships. But again, thank you guys so much. My husband is doing amazing and he definitely sends his love out to all of you guys, all of his family members, um, for all the love and all support. So yes, my handsome and amazing husband is great so thank you guys again for tuning in and listening following passing the word on to wetlock chronicles podcast this amazing love story between myself and my husband this is episode 10 of season 2 Today, on a serious note, I want to talk about the 13th Amendment to the United States Constitution. The 13th Amendment to the United States Constitution abolished slavery and involuntary servitude except as punishment for crime. The amendment was passed by the Senate on April 8, 1864 by the House of Representatives on January 34th, I'm sorry, 31st, 1865 and ratified by the required 27 of then 36 states on December 6, 1865 and proclaimed on December 18th. It was the first of the three Reconstruction Amendments adopted following the American Civil War. Now, President Abraham Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation, effective on January 1st, 1863, declared that the enslaved in the Confederate-controlled areas were free. When they escaped to the Union lines or federal forces, including now former slaves, advanced south, emancipation occurred without any compensation to the former owners. Texas was the last Confederate territory reached by the Union Army. On June 19, 1865, Juneteenth, U.S. Army General Gordon Granger arrived in Galveston, Texas to proclaim the war had ended and so had slavery. In the slave-owning areas controlled by Union forces on January 1, 1863, state action was used to abolish slavery. The exceptions were Kentucky and Delaware, where slavery was finally ended by the 13th Amendment in December 1865. In contrast to the other Reconstruction Amendments, the, ter- the 13th Amendment has rarely been cited in case law, but it has been used to strike down pinnage and some race-based discrimination as badges and incidents of slavery. The 13th Amendment is also, I'm sorry, has also been invoked to empower Congress to make laws against modern forms of slavery, such as sex trafficking. 
though the amendment abolished slavery throughout the United States, some black Americans, particularly in the South, were subjected to other forms of involuntary labor, such as under the black codes, as well as subjected to white supremacist violence and selective enforcement of statutes besides the disabilities. Now, how does the 13th Amendment affect the penal labor exemptions? Now, the 13th Amendment exempts penal labor for its prohibition of forced labor. This allows prisoners who have been convicted of crimes to be required to perform labor or else face punishment while in custody. Few records of the committee's deliberations during the drafting of the 13th Amendment survived. And the, de- and the debate that followed both in Congress and the, in the state legislators featured almost no discussion of this provision. It was apparently considered non-controversial at the time, or at least legislators gave it little thought. The drafters based the amendment's phrasing on the North West Ordinance of 1787, which features an identical exception. Thomas Jefferson authored an early version of that ordinance self, I'm sorry, of that ordinance anti-slavery clause, including the exception of punishment for crime and also sought to prohibit slavery in general after 1800. Jefferson was an admirer of the works of the Italian criminologist Caesar, I'm sorry, yes, uh, Caesar Beckerer. Now, Beckera had a had his idea of crime and punishment, and it suggests that the death penalty should be abolished and replaced with a lifetime of enslavement for the worst criminals. Jefferson likely included the clause due to the agreement with Caesar. Caesar, while attempting to reduce legal barbarism of the 1700s, considered forced labor one of the few harsh punishments acceptable. For example, an advoc- he advocated slave labor, labor as just a punishment for robbery so that the thieves' labor could be used to pay repentance to victims and to the society. Penal hard labor, quote unquote, has ancient origins and was adopted early in American history, often as a substitute for capital or corporal punishment. Now, I was doing a little research and I ran across um, something on the Innocent Project's page where they kind of talked about the loophole of the 13th Amendment when it comes to um prisons and so i wanted to share with you a little bit about that um they called it how a loophole in the 13th amendment kept slavery alive when the 13th amendment was ratified in 1865 slavery was formally abolished throughout the united states except as punishment for crime In reality, the policy only abolished chattel slavery, the form of slavery in which a person is considered the property of another person. 
immediately following the adoption of Jim Crow laws and as punishment for violating these laws, black people would be sent to prison and would frequently be leased out as labor to private businesses, including plantation and mines under a system known as convict leasing. The system incentivized the mass incarceration of black people to create a supply of cheap, if not free, prison labor to replace the slave labor upon which the plantations and other industries had previously relied. Most states pay prisoners a nominal wage in the range of cents per hour for their work. However, a few states, including Texas, Georgia, and Florida, do not pay at all. Private companies save millions of dollars each year by contracting prison labor. Nowhere in the evolution of slavery into mass incarceration more clearly seen than in places like the 8,000-acre Angola plantation purchased by the state of Louisiana in 1901. I have a few quotes from um, prisoners that did time at Angola. Um, This one prisoner says, it was like you would see an old picture of slavery. We even had a quota we had to meet at the end of the day. And this was from a prisoner that was freed and exonerated from Angola in 2018 after serving 38 years of wrongful conviction. The next quote is, I would be picking cotton sometimes and my hands would be so cold I could barely move them. My fingers would be numb. That came from an inmate that was freed and exonerated from Angola in 2011 after serving 29 years of wrongful conviction. The next quote, the 13th Amendment didn't end slavery for people like me. That also came from someone that was freed from Angola in 2011 after more than 28 years of wrongful imprisonment. The Innocent Project went on to say, Juneteenth is the day we celebrate emancipation in the United States. It's the day that Union soldiers reached Galveston, Texas, bringing with them the news that the Civil War was over and all enslaved people were now free. Though they arrived nearly two and a half years after President Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation, the news still had not reached Texas, where hundreds of thousands of people continued to work as slaves. But on June 19, 1865, the last remaining slaves in the defeated Confederate states were finally free. Six months later, the 13th Amendment was ratified, which abolished slavery in the form of one person owning another as property, but allowed slavery as punishment for crime. Those words allow incarcerated people to be used as free and forced labor after slavery was formally abolished and enables free and cheap prison labor to be exploited still. And that, guys, is my topic on a serious note, the 13th Amendment. The 13th Amendment, in my opinion, is still not ratified. 
slavery still goes on within the prison system um and it also makes you wonder why um there's so much mass incarceration for this billion dollar business um cheap labor if not any pay for labor um if you can recall i had a segment when i was talking to michelle and jojo and jojo pointed out that a lot of the women um who are doing time in georgia do not get paid at all for their labor so 13th amendment definitely needs to be re um re um uh, sorry <laughs> I get so upset when I when I talk about this, but it it it, it needs to be abolished. Um, it needs to be done over because slavery technically still exists. Um, it's a loophole. It's definitely a loophole. Um, that they are still following. But guys, thank you so much for tuning in. That is my topic for on a serious note: the Thirteenth Amendment. If you do not know about the Thirteenth Amendment, please, 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 um, get the Constitution. Um as i say all the time and i got this from demita get the constitution learn the constitution learn all these amendments learn your rights definitely for people who have loved ones that are incarcerated you should definitely know the 13th amendment thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode 10 of season two Now, in life, there are three sides to every story. The truth, the lie, and the third side. And then it's our version of the third side. Join myself and my co-host, Brandon, as we bring you a new podcast, a truth podcast, where we break down some of the craziest stories, fake news, true life, and more from the sides of the people involved in our slightly tipsy, possibly drunken perspectives of their side, the third side, dropping July 25th. Listener discretion is strongly advised. This will not be your average podcast. The third side podcast dropping July 25th. Drink responsibly. You can't handle the truth. Wetlock Chronicles, Milk and Cereal, and the Third Side Podcast are all a part of 1329 Media and Production Company, RT Brand LLC, and Extra Entertainment. For more information on our media services, contact us at 1329mediaproductions at gmail.com. So now we're going to jump into my thoughts, but let's go back for a second. Fewer records of the committee's um, deliberation during the drafting of the 13th Amendment um, didn't survive. And a debate followed both in Congress and in the state legislators featured almost no discussion on this provision. It was considered non-controversial at the time. Jefferson likely used this clause due to his agreement with Caesar's crime and punishment. And as I was reading this, my brain just kept saying bullshit for, for every point that I was reading. Um, 
So what you're telling me is you assume that this is what he meant because his admiration for the for Caesar's crime and punishment, it was not um, that important, quote unquote, of a discussion to the point where they figured it was uh, uncontroversial at that time. And they just drafted what they thought that Thomas Jefferson was speaking on because of his admiration um they say the jail is the new modern day slavery and i would just definitely have to agree um if you do not know the 13th amendment read the 13th amendment um and you will better understand the big business the billion dollar business of 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 the prison system it does not take a genius or a whiz to see why mass uh, incarceration is so big there is no reform there is no reform prisons are not reforming to get people you know ready to come back into society they are betting that these inmates come back and become residents all over again um free labor free labor um as I've said before, these old ass laws need to be changed. Time has changed. The world has changed. These laws are outdated and it makes no sense. They definitely need to be changed. The 13th Amendment needs to be re-ratified, needs to be changed. Slavery is still real. Um, this loophole of crime and punishment, again, is bullshit it is still slavery in all sense of the word in all definitions of what slavery is that is still slavery um and these laws need to be changed i i cannot stress it enough like i mean (laughs) the laws were made um so long ago and so many different things and like we have social media we have um different forms of communication that like they they need to be changed they need to be definitely definitely updated this is not the civil war this is not the times of the civil war when all this stuff was um adopted and came into play so i definitely feel like these laws need to be changed um i am so glad I was able to attend and witness Freedom Fest. Hopefully this will become a tradition. These stories need to be heard. I was so proud to wear my husband's name on my back. Um, But what stuck out to me the most, what stuck out to me the most was the blankets that were on the ground from from the family members of Christopher Bennett. Now, these blankets i have pictures of these blankets i put them on my social media page they will be on the patreon page but it said that christopher bennett is serving 1800 years for protecting his sisters i do not know much about his story the time the sentence is ridiculous i don't know how you give somebody 1800 years that is completely ludicrous to me but i want to know more um hopefully somebody who's listening can and put point me in the right direction or put me with the right people to tell me this story i am very interested in understanding how can a human being get 1800 years in prison for protecting um his sisters i need to know more i want to know more Lastly, I want to encourage all the wives, all the fiancés, all the girlfriends to continue to love on your inmate. Stay true to yourself. Stay true to your relationship. Keep the love going. Fall in love as much as you can 
hand with your spouse. Don't be a fool. Don't be used. Don't be a benefit to somebody. Go with your gut. Understand the red flags. But for the ones that are genuinely loving you, for the ones that you have been doing this time with, that it has been giving you everything that you need, whether it's emotional support, mental support. Um, I've heard stories of even these guys have are helping these women stay clean and you know just become better at who they're supposed to be love on your inmate don't be a fool no but love on your inmate love on your husband love on your fiance love on your boyfriend your girlfriend your incarcerated spouse they need it um this podcast is about the love it's about the love and it's about the positivity yes i'm gonna give you some real raw facts here and there yes i'm gonna speak on the truth when it comes down to certain people who are incarcerated that use that lie that you know manipulate and all of that but that's not what this podcast is about this is an amazing love story a story of myself and my husband and it's to encourage the ones that are out there that are ashamed of their relationship ashamed to tell the world you know that they love this incarcerated person and the wonderful relationship that they've built with this person um And when this person comes home, you know, they want to build a life with this person. These stories should be told. The good sides of these stories should be told. I think it's amazing what Freedom Fest did to advocate for your loved ones, to tell your loved ones story. A lot of these men, black men, white men, Hispanic men, all kind of men are wrongfully convicted. Some are sentenced wrongfully. And they need your love and they need your support. And I'm here to encourage that. Um with each and every episode that that I come up with. And I thank you guys so much for tuning in and joining me, spreading the word, subscribing. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I say it all the time. I do not have to say it all the time, but I choose to say it all the time because I appreciate you guys so much. I love you guys so much. I have missed you guys so much in the past two weeks. So thank you guys for tuning in. We are halfway through season two. Season three is on the way. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This is episode 10 of season two. quick update guys so patreon to become a patreon you can find me on wetlock chronicles podcast i have a four tier membership five dollars ten dollars twenty dollars and forty dollars the forty dollar membership gets you everything exclusive you even get um merch every three months i do have new merch that's on there new t-shirts for the fed up wives organization um I love Patreon. I love Patreon. Become a member. I'm not asking you to, but check it out. Check it out. Everything that goes on on this podcast, from articles to links to pictures, you will find on the Patreon account. Um, Wetlock Chronicles podcast is now available on Amazon Music. I'm so excited for that. If you listen to Amazon Music and that's where you go to for your podcast, you can find Wetlock Chronicles podcast now available on Amazon 
music. The Duffy's bonus channel is available on the Apple um, podcast platform. It's $4.99 a month, $55 a year. This is the exclusive content between myself and my husband that you will not get on the regular subscription. So guys, please, please, please subscribe. You will not regret it. Our first episode will be dropping in August um, this fall. So I hope you guys subscribe. Just subscribe to hear the crazy conversations between me and him. Different, um, his views, his opinions. It's more, it's going to be more about my husband than anything. So make sure to subscribe to the Duffy's bonus channel, which is available on the Apple podcast platform. Milk and Cereal True Crime Podcast drops August the 24th with myself and my best friend, Farah. We are going to be talking about some of America's most infamous serial killers. So please, guys, every Saturday morning, tune in for Milk and Cereal, a true crime podcast, Breakfast and Murder. The Third Side Podcast. Oh my God, I'm so excited for the Third Side Podcast. It drops July 25th. This is with myself and my play brother, my co-host, Brandon. Guys, this is going to be a podcast like no other. We call it a truth podcast because we are going to be giving the third side to every story with a little bit of twist of our opinions probably our drunken opinions but i'm excited this is not going to be your average podcast so please make sure you tune in on july 25th i will continuously keep talking about both of these new podcasts up until the time that they drop if you want to promote your business and your brand, please email me at wetlockchroniclespodcast at gmail.com for pricing. Now, the most important update. Every Tuesday for the entire month of July, Starbucks is giving cold coffee for 50% off. Do you guys know what that means for me? If you want to buy your girl her favorite caramel macchiato upside down with caramel, whipped cream, and caramel crunch at the top, this is the time is now. The time is now. If you want to get me my favorite drink from Starbucks, if you want to just send me some lunch, or maybe you just want to donate to this amazing podcast, you can cash out Wetlock Chronicles. Yes, Wetlock Chronicles has its own cash app. You can send it there, a dollar, five dollars. It doesn't matter. Your love and support will and always is appreciated. To find all the resources, all the links um, within the footnotes of every episode, all you have to do is click on each episode and you can find all the resource links, all the social media pages, links to different articles, links to um, petitions like the Matthew Baker Jr. Uh, petition. You can find all those things in the footnotes of every single episode. And you can also find everything on the um, Patreon account. Be on the lookout for the uh, the recipe for the cocktail of the day that will also be on Patreon. 
Um, you hear me talking about it in the beginning of the episodes. Now that's a new segment that was added. This will eventually turn into a book of cocktails for every 50 to a hundred cocktails. I will be putting out a book. So it will be book one will be coming out as soon as I reach that 50 to a hundred cocktails. I hope you guys are shaking and mixing these drinks with me. Um, because guess what? I am presently sipping on my confessions as we speak. It's amazing, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and being on this journey with me, um, our journey, my husband's journey. This is what this podcast is about. You know, Wetlock Chronicles podcast is trying to tell the beautiful love story between myself and my husband. Um, The truth, the truth, the true chronicles as a prison wife, the day-to-day things that I go through, that I face, the up and downs, the good, the bad, the ugly, the amazing, the beautiful, and everything that comes along with it. I appreciate you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you, thank you, thank you for continuing to listen, to subscribe, to pass the word on. Wetlock Chronicles is definitely moving in a very, very good direction. We are in 33 states and seven countries now. As of two weeks ago, I don't know what the new numbers are, but I thank you guys so much for continuing to support this podcast. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in to episode 10 halfway to episode season three but thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode 10 of season two this is wetlock chronicles podcast thank you guys for joining me on yet another part of my journey to follow this podcast you can find it on facebook and instagram under wetlock chronicles podcast twitter wetlock podcast and be sure to subscribe to the show's youtube channel by clicking the link in the show's description to get updates on season two live episodes discussion forums and much more visit wetlockchronicles.com you can also get the link to sign the petition for matthew baker jr within the show's description thank you guys again for joining me please stay blessed stay safe And welcome to Wetlock. You can find this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast, Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcast. For episode updates, upcoming live episodes, discussion forms, and contact information, please visit the website, wetlockchronicles.com.